We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Behold the walls of Jericho. Uh, maybe not as thick as the ones that Joshua blew down with his trumpet, but a lot safer. You see, uh, I have no trumpet. Now, just to show you my heart's in the right place, I'll give you my best pair of pajamas. Uh, do you mind joining the Israelites? You don't want to join the Israelites? All right. Uh, perhaps you're interested in how a man undresses. Hey guys, welcome to Pop Horror Review, the movie podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hi. And today we are traveling back to 1934. How long have movies been around in 1934? It's been over 100 years. Well, oh. Never mind. <laughs> that did not go the way you had planned. No, is it old Hollywood? We're in the, the, the golden era. Uh, no, not really. We're still in the beginnings. The beginnings. I just said how long is like movies. I meant I meant talkies. The talkies was nineteen twenty nine. I think was the jazz singer. Okay, so we're not even ten years into it. That's why I was tra- okay. I wasn't clear. So uh, today we were talking about number two forty one. It happened one night for our journey through the top two fifty. Um, IMDb's top two fifty. Jimmy, would you like to give a summary? Tell people what this is all about. Sure. Our podcast, not the movie. Ellie Andrews has just tied the knot with society aviator King Wesley when she is whisked away to her father's yacht and out of out of King's clutches. Ellie jumps ship and eventually winds up on a bus headed back for her husband. Reluctantly, she must accept the help of an out-of-work reporter, Peter Warren. Actually, Warren doesn't give her a choice. Either she sticks with him until he gets her back to her husband, or he'll blow the whistle on Ellie to her father. Either way, Peter thinks... Either way, Peter gets what he thinks, but what he really wants is a juicy newspaper story. What What? What did you just do? I don't know. But that's how it's written. Where'd you get that? IMDb. Well, that's, a mess, wow. that's a messy, messy synopsis. You just got so quiet. <laughs> um, I realized that I tried to space it out for you, but on my thing, it's each send, it's each line. But then I realized as I typed it in, I mean, when I went to when I texted it to you, it probably didn't didn't do that. So, I'll try and do it by the sentences next time. Anyway, director Frank Frank Capra, writer Robert Riskin, IMDb rating eight point zero, Rotten Tomato score. Critics are ninety eight percent. Audiences are ninety three percent. The box office was two point five million, uh, which would be around fifty five point three million adjusted for inflation. And I don't think it was released. Out of the United States, so that wasn't available to me. Um, we're going to switch things up really quickly, and there's a reason for it. The drink today is called The Leg. It is vodka, orange juice, cranberry juice, pineapple juice, and seltzer. And the Oscars, uh, best picture, they won it. Best actor for Clark Gable, they won it. Oh, best he act- won it. They oh, didn't win sorry. Anything. He won it. Best actress, Claudette Colbert. Is that how you pronounce her name, right? Yeah. Okay. She won it. Best director. Frank Capper won it, and Best Adapted Screenplay, Robert Riskin won it. Ooh, um, it. It swept the big five. Well, that was now leads into my shotgun facts because 
Um, this movie had a lot of firsts, and uh, achieving the what they call clean sweep was one of the first ones to do it, which is best director, best picture, best actor, best actress, and best screenplay. I'm surprised like supporting actor and actresses aren't on there because no one cares about the supporting actors. I guess that's true. But it also was the first romantic... Do you think any of the supporting actors in this movie deserved it? No, no, I'm saying like the clean sweep. Like what they consider like a clean sweep. Oh, no one cares about that. I guess. Uh, It also was the first romantic comedy to win an Academy Award for Best Picture. Uh, I said the clean sweep already. It became the first film to win both the Academy Award and National Board Review Award. A lot of awards in there for Best Picture. It is credited as the very first screwball comedy, romantic comedy, and road trip movie. It is the first movie to feature a bride leaving her fiancé at the altar, the first film to clinch both Best Actor and Best Actress at the Oscars, the first film to win all the awards in every single category it was nominated for, and many more Oscar things, but it was very little little things here and there. Um, number two, when director Frank Capra asked Claudette Colbert to expose her leg for the hitchhiking, hitchhiking scene, she initially refused. Later, after having seen the leg of her body double, she changed her mind, insisting that is not my leg. This is that's the most like iconic scene from the movie, right? Yes. Okay. Um, number three, while shooting the scene uh, wh- where he undresses, Clark Gable had trouble removing his undershirt while keeping his humorous flow going, and it took too long. As a result, the undershirt was abandoned altogether. It then became cool not to wear an undershirt, which resulted in a large drop in undershirt sales around the country. Legend has it that in response, some underwear Underwear uh, manufacturers tried to sue Columbia Pictures. I feel like that that's like very early on where like I feel like now a movie comes out, does like a TikTok thing and like that's very like ahead of its time. I feel like that. I feel like now like that was like on TikTok. It would be like, oh, undershirts aren't cool anymore. What? what? I'm so confused. What? Like I feel like that's like what movies are like now, like running up the hill. Like it like it trended on TikTok and now that became like a huge song. Yeah, but that was due to fan response like no one's suing over running up that hill no no no. i'm saying i'm take out the suing part the drop in sales because people thought it was cool i'm i'm confused i don't understand it's like the same thing as nowadays when it becomes a huge thing on like social media viral sensation wearing not wearing an undershirt is a viral sensation i don't think it's the same thing i think it's 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 not how is it not the same thing because viral sensations and just the way clothing changed. It, no, but he said because they said around the movie this came out, undershirts became they dropped in sales. How is that not the same thing? I think it's different. I don't see the TikTok relation, but I get what you're saying. It's like when everyone wanted Jennifer Aniston's hairstyle, the Rachel. But I don't get the TikTok relation. I'm saying like nowadays it's like something blows up on social media, not just TikTok, but like social media and stuff like that it becomes like a viral thing. I feel like that is similar. Yeah. Back then. That's why I don't understand what you're not getting about. I don't. What are you not getting? I, I, I'm not putting the social. Like, I don't think you should be including social media in this. But that's how it becomes a viral thing. Well, nowadays. I mean, that's not like 100% necessary because, like, again, like, we were still doing this in the 90s and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, so I don't I'm, not, think... I'm just comparing it to like 2022. Like, now it's like when things go viral, it's because of social and media. I, also I don't, don't think it's a think social media thing. I think it's just like the influence of movies on our society. Yes. Like, I don't think that running up, like, making a song popular is the same as changing changing the way someone dresses. Because now they're just making, like, TikToks with that song. And 
uh, okay, but this is like the way people were dressing or the way people cut their hair or the way people were living. Yeah, like it's Jersey different. Shore when everyone was doing like the stupid bump it shit. Yeah, it's it's different than a viral sensation like running up. So that you're hill. saying that it doesn't need it. Do, the, it doesn't need it. I'm saying, but I'm just saying like now in 2022, that's a very popular the trends that become. Th- that's why I'm mentioning social media because the trends. I don't consider, I don't consider that and running up that hill the same thing. Okay, but like, don't talk about running up the hill. Like other trends that like people. They have like the, what is it? Like, I feel like I've seen on TikTok people, I'm just saying TikTok because I've seen it. Like they wear certain things or they they act a certain way. That becomes like a huge thing. I don't think it had to do with the movie. I get what Matt's saying and I get what Jimmy's saying. But like, this is like, like the type of um, like obsession or thing that we're going about has nothing to do with the movie itself. It has to do with the obsession of the person doing it. Like Clark Gable was like the king of the movies back then. So it was basically like, he's like these, for example, BTS right now. Whatever the fuck they wear and whatever they do sells out. Like mm-hmm. no matter how much it is because of them. It has nothing to do with the movie or anything like that. It's just the person doing it. That's that's more with what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So like, what I think what Jimmy's trying to say is that like TikTok trends are like trends and stuff. But what he's trying to get at is it has nothing to do with TikTok or social media or anything. It's like, the public's obsession with certain people. Like, no matter what they do, we're going to copy it. Or their fans, they have such a rapid fan base, they're going to do it regardless. Oh, no, I, I agree with that. I'm just saying, like, now... I'm but just, Matt's I'm, just trying to relate it because he's just, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, okay, TikTok trends, like, that's similar in it. But, like, Jimmy's I'm not just saying like, it's just because of social media. Yes, they, we've been doing it for social media, but now in 2022, a lot of that comes into... That's a big factor in how trends start. From it could be in like a thing that happens in the movie could then become a trend on social media. That's what I'm saying. I think we're saying the same thing. I feel like, but just in different ways. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Number four. No one really believed in this movie or ever wanted to make this movie. Many stars turned down the roles. Clark Gable showed up to work on his first day, reportedly saying, "Let's get this over with." Claudette Colbert complained nearly every day during the making of this film. On the last day of shooting, she told a friend, I just finished making the worst picture I've ever made. And Columbia released it with mu- without much fanfare or advertising. It was quickly pushed out to secondary theaters where, suddenly, where it suddenly became a runaway success and eventually became Columbia's biggest hit to date. And then it kind of ties into my number five. Columbia Pictures was considered a poverty row studio at the time of the film's release. Both MGM and Warner Brothers would lend out temporary temperamental actors to Columbia as a punishment for real or imagined wrongdoings. Like they said, Clark Gable was loaned for this film as a punishment for having an affair with Joan, Cro- Joan Crawford. Uh, Columbia boss Harry Conan, who loathed paying for his own roster of con- contract stars during the early 30s, would, would always assign them would always assign these people to work with Frank Capa's films. Although the studios received Oscar nominations prior to this picture, it was the movie that brought them out of poverty row. I didn't realize Columbia was such a, what's the word? Um, Secondary studio. Yeah. Like a, no one really, it kind of still is. Well, Sony bought them out, right? Sony Columbia, but still Sony is not like top tier. Disney Warner brothers. Universal. And Universal. I think yeah. the third one. And um, to be honest, Sony's the only one without a streaming service. That's true. Um, and then I usually only have five shotgun facts, but I thought this one was a really funny one, so I included it. Uh, Claudette Colbert only accepted 
um, the role because Frank Capra promised that he would double her salary and she would be done in four weeks. She disliked the film so much, however, that she did not even attend the Oscars when she was nominated. So when, because she was convinced that she would lose to a write-in nominee, Betty Davis. Was that a thing? You can write in a nominee? Mm-hmm. I feel like that is that that's not a thing anymore, right? Because I feel like no. that would never so happen. Many, so many other movies would win that like people would be like, I don't want no. These that aren't would literally never happen. <laughs> that's what I heard. That I was like, wow, that would be. She also hated Frank Capra, Claudette Colbert. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was just I had to include because I wanted to include the write-in part because I was like that blows my mind if that was around <laughs> nowadays, the Oscars would be probably people would watch them more actually. Um, and so when she actually won for best actress, she found, she found out about it before going on a trip was rushed to the ceremony and she made her acceptance speech in a traveling suit, which I guess was a very big no, no back then. But yeah. I, I know. I'm surprised you didn't say that this was the last romantic comedy released before the MPAA became a thing. Cause I didn't see that one. Yeah. Well, it was. That is why. It was the last romantic comedy released before the motion picture um, like production code. So basically the rating system came out. That makes sense actually. Cause I was reading, I was like, what's the rating? And I said passed. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, maybe. Yeah. Betty Davis was not an official nomination for of human bondage. Interesting. Oh, I kind of would love for them to do that. Yeah. That'd be chaos at the Oscars. And it maybe would be more enjoyable to watch. Well, but all the old men on the Academy would never allow that. That's what I'm saying. Well, <laughs> there were old men then, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder what made this it. Is the f- it was the first of only two years in which writing candidates were permitted a response to the controversy surrounding the snub of Betty Davis for Of Human Bondage. So pretty much now his response was, okay, let's just do 10 movies and hope one of the popular movies gets in. And they still don't. And it's still a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Slow. I feel like they can only add so many people born past two thousand to like be like, oh, let's add some, let's add some life to this. The Oscars <laughs> are a whole different story, but those are my shotgun facts. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of? Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also be sure to find me on Instagram at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. And we're back talking It Happened One Night, 1934, number 241. Did we enjoy it? I did. I did. I was I was good. I was a little nervous. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it because at first I, I, I always get this and some like it hot confused. And I'm like, oh, I really, how? I don't, I, I, it's just the names 
it's nothing to do with the movie. It's only the names. But I remember I saw some some like a hot, and I was like, I really enjoyed that movie. So I was like, well, out of <laughs> the way my mind works, I'm gonna have to enjoy this one less. But it was so like, it was Modern such a, it was, so, yeah. I, I feel like I keep saying that every time we talk about an old movie, like lately. I mean, with these, but I'm like, I guess that's why they're so good because they're ahead of their time. But it was also just like cute, funny, lighthearted. I was like, well, that's nice. I was like, this is a very like. And I would say the same thing about most romantic comedies now if they're done right. Like, they're just enjoyable to watch. They're really fun. It's so hard to find a romantic comedy now in present day that isn't, like, just a trope and is actually, like, very, very enjoyable. Well, they had had the upper hand because they started the romantic comedy. So, like, they didn't have to worry about the tropes. No, but it was, like... I feel like because, like, obviously, like, I personally am not a huge fan of super old movies, depending on what it is. Like, I really only watch um, Abbott and Costello, um, older movies. But, like, in general, like, it always shocks me to see how progressive some of the movies were back then versus, Mm -hmm. like, you know, the ones that, like, I always am wary going into these movies because I'm always just like, oh, my God, this could be, like, really, like, just to like in the past that there's no way i'm going to be to be able to enjoy it doesn't age well or it doesn't yeah it doesn't age well or it's gonna blow my mind and just be like way more progressive than i ever thought like for example mr smith goes to washington another frank capra film Mm -hmm. literally that was one of our clues maybe maybe you just really like frank capra movies well i like when that the woman isn't playing a stupid role and it actually has a substantial role that is like realistic. But she's a fleshed out actual human yeah. being. <laughs> when it that's what I'm just saying, like when she's an actual human being, because like so many of these movies that you do watch, it's like they literally are no one. What like, other at all? <laughs> no, they're just they're they're there to boost up the man. I feel like usually, <laughs> yes. and like I know, even though that was like the case, I feel like with Mister Smith Goes Washington, like that's why she was there. She took it and she ran with it and was actually better than the man. And I don't think they were expecting that. And this one, like, they both... I thought they both... I know you said you didn't care for the actress, though, in this movie, Claudette uh, Colbert. But I thought they both brought... Oh, like, no, I it, liked her. I thought you said... Oh, I think, oh, you probably said you liked Clark Gable better than... I, I, that's what I it was. liked Clark yes, Gable. Clark Gable was a lot Because he, like, really, like... He stole the show. And I really enjoyed his performance. She did great yeah, as well. I thought they brought... He, his care... Like, yeah. he really carried the movie. He He had this kind of... He had this kind of like charm, I guess, that like I think she lacked the the hairiest amount, like the slightest amount. But I thought they but both they had well, a chemistry relatable. together. His the chemistry yeah. was great, and he was relatable. That's the difference. Like she's playing a spoiled heiress, like do, that doesn't know anything. But she didn't play it to the point where she was like an absolute dummy. Yeah, it was just like okay, someone who just unfortunately was naive and put into a weird situation by jumping off a boat. Yeah, but like Clark Gable, his character was like relatable he was just like he's like he's like you dumbass it's raining get the fuck in here yeah. like into this cabin like what are you doing i feel like even I, it's weird saying this but i feel like they both gave it their all but at the same time they didn't because i just like if you they hated m- it like literally like reading my shotgun facts like they did not want to be i think frank capper was barely wanted to be well, i don't even think they liked each other maybe that's why it's so good maybe they weren't trying too hard it was the angry tension that it's everyone the had it's the notebook <clears throat> Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling fucking hated each other on the notebook. Really? Do they not like each other still? They dated for like four years. You know that, right? No. They dated for like four years after the movie. Uh, now, 
But they didn't like each other during the movie? They fucking despised each other. Like, it got to the point where they literally, Ryan Gosling asked the director, can you please get a stand-in that I can talk to because I cannot stand speaking or looking at her while I'm doing the scene. And then, then they did, interesting, okay. They dated after the filming of the movie. Interesting. But yeah, I, I mean. a big couple. I guess it's because I'm a girl. <laughs> I just remember when I think of the two of them, I only think of that MTV Movie Award thing. And I thought that was just for show. I didn't realize they were dating at that point time so now it makes it makes a little more sense but what was i gonna say i let I, I did read that like they said they like i think because they didn't care they had fun while making it and i think that's why it probably came out well but it was just yeah I, it was all the factors i feel like they now because i feel like this actually did better than i feel like like mr mr smith goes to washington oh i like i like this much better than mr smith goes to washington yeah and i also thought it was just like it was funny. Like it was actually yeah. was like funny. Like I actually laughed out loud because I was like, that's a really funny joke right there. I was I think the one that stands out because I was rewatching it with you, Kelly, when you watched it today, when he was like calling everyone. And he's like, I need you to come in. Why? What do you need? I'm about to have a heart attack. <laughs> I, I need you just to figure that out. And I was like, that actually like is a joke they do today. Probably. I was like, that's I was like, I'm actually laughing. And I'm like, it's the same with like a foreign film. If I can connect like from an older movie or a foreign film that it's not really something so connectable nowadays. Like yeah. those usual movies, it's it's such like a pleasure, I feel like. Like especially when he kept calling his secretary in and he like read the thing. He's like, it's getting hotter and hotter. Please stop. And then he was like, if you bring me another one of these, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I thought, and like I was like laughing at it because I'm like, yeah, that's funny. Or even like, so like I read the, the pick the the picture rating thing before I started the movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so this movie has no rating. Like, what does that mean for a movie in the 1930s? Because, like, if that was here, that that would be absolute fucking chaos. It, means, <laughs> it would be, it, what it was the uh, NC-17 movie? It means it's not pornography, I think, at this point. Yeah. That's, it's just not pornography. There's pornography and not pornography. And that, yeah, that's especially, it. like, now. But, like, I was like, what does that mean for a 1930, a movie in the 1930s? And so when she, like, lifted her leg up, which I was also, like, cracking up. Yeah, that was a good scene. When she lifted it up, like, I didn't expect how funny it was when the guy just completely stopped and it was like so yeah. dramatic because I was kidding too when the scene happened because um, I was watching it um, with um, uh, our roommate Angie and I was like and I was like we were laughing out loud because I was like oh I'm like so dramatic he's like but then he like literally made it so dramatic and I was laughing out loud like how the person instantly stopped. It's fun. I, I that's the one thing I like about doing this like like rewatch through the top two film not rewatch but like going through the top two fifty because you see where a lot of these, I guess, tropes started. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's so funny to like, because now you're like, oh, they're doing the same thing. Like, I, I, I've i seen it a million times, but like seeing it then, you can tell it was authentic. And it's like actually funny. And I was like that. It's fun seeing those for like the first time because I never saw this before. And like just considering like how much this movie has influenced because like I was reading through like you know, the hitchhiking scene is like a big thing. And then the big, big thing is him putting up the blanket between their beds. Oh, the wall of Jericho? Yeah, the wall of Jericho. That was a huge thing. I was also like shocked that they showed him. I know we talked about this earlier, but him being shirtless. I was very mm-hmm. shocked to see that, honestly. So shocked to see the guy shirtless, really? Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. what, what movies have we seen with the guy shirtless? I, I don't know. That's, to me, I guess I'm so... Maybe I'm... Uh, Especially with, like early. No, I guess I'm sanitized to that. That's like... That's all we see usually. It's like to see like 
a woman. But like he was shirtless yeah. in the sense that he was also like flirting with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just like, oh, he had his shirt off or something like mm-hmm. that. It was like he was like flirting with her. Mm-hmm. So it was like tension filled. And I was like, this definitely would not have like fl- this after the rating code went in, it definitely would not have flown. I'm curious. Wait, did you say this was the Especially last romantic comedy movie? That's what it said. So it was the first and last before the MPAA. I guess this so. one, Oh, yeah. Okay. Because he was talking about how he was taking his clothes off and what yeah. goes first and stuff. And I was like, I feel like this is really risque yeah. for like this time. I'm curious what it would have been rated like back then. PG-13. Well, was that, was the, <laughs> the rating still somewhat similar to what they are today? I don't even think mm, there were. No, they were different. They were? Yeah, like there was no PG thirteen until I think Indiana Jones. So there was like, was there was a G? G, PG, PG, R, and X. <laughs> That's such a wide. So if range. you look, I think like Indiana Jones, Poltergeist, and like Gremlins are all PG. Oh my goodness! So Poltergeist, like, they were like, I know, I know, one hundred percent Poltergeist is PG, and I think they were like, we need to make something that's in the middle because this is not for children but you know it's not it's okay for people like over the age of 15 yeah (laughs) because i was like poltergeist in particular out of all the ones you just named like the face melting scene oh yeah that is not good for children and the skeletons in the pool that was horrifying the real skeletons the real human remains but like i think that's like honestly one of the most interesting factors of this movie is the fact that like it literally technically has like no rating Hold on, I'm I'm like trying like while we're talking about this, I'm going into like depth on this movie and like the ratings code, mm-hmm. and they're saying okay, so it's pre code and it's confusing. So it happened one night was released months before the amendment was added to the code, so the film could have gotten away with a lot more than it did. Um, but Frank Capra kind of saw that this was coming, so he kind of like I guess pulled back to make sure the movie could play once. What? I read that. I read that. Like they wanted. I think when the two of them were like a lot of them. uh, A big thing was them being alone together in like the rooms. Well, I know was a big no no. Well, yeah, that was one of the things I was shocked at, especially considering the dialogue that was taking place between them. I I thought. What was I gonna say? Um, I read that like he wanted her to. I guess when he was undressing, like then they separated. They wanted her to undress, and like she was like no, and I'm like, well they. That I wonder, like, once if the movie would have came out and then the rating would have came out, like after the movie came out, like what would I? I do wonder what they're saying that the how wall does it affect the movie falling? Is very was risque for that point. I love that ending, which is okay. I think it's North by Northwest or Vertigo. I think it's North by Northwest, where the train going into the tunnel at the end is literally like the exact yeah. same thing except yeah. it's more graphic because i remember seeing that in the theater when they replayed it and i think the whole audience was like oh okay that's what that, that okay sometimes they i feel like to the bed together on the train and the train goes into the tunnel they're like okay I well, put two and two together. i'm starting she to did, like she did get she did take her clothes off in that one scene well no they wanted her to like i guess like I undress because they could have i guess they but got like, away with it her undressing into her like night like her yeah. nightdress, I was still like, whoa, 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 pull yeah. it back. Yeah, I saying, can't believe that. They're saying that if this had been like, uh, because it was pre-code, they said Gable was able to be shirtless. If it was post that, they probably would not have been able to. I keep see, that's why I was just like, I was very shocked to see him shirtless. I was like, whoa, I see his nipples and they're talking about something very, very like, not if you look rated at a PG. Lot of, a lot of 
I keep hearing you say pre-COVID, and it's like I, I'm in my head. I'm a hearing pre-COVID. Of, a it's lot giving of, me stress. A lot of silent films actually have nudity in it. So, but I, that's pre-code because I've seen. I I think the vampires. Um, there's another horror one that I I can't remember what it's called right now, but it starts with an H, I think. Ha ha ha, ha or something. That's about demons and stuff but that i think is show nudity so before pre-code to like probably like the 50s like from like the late 30s to the 50s is where they like really kind of like said this better be family friendly or else we're giving you an x rating and what i want to know now is basically like okay you can be naked in the silent film but as long as you don't have sex you're good to go Mm -hmm. okay what i want to know though is like like say because i know like she did not like Frank Capra and she gave him a hard time. I think that's why she wouldn't uh, undress in front of on the camera. But even though she was naked in other movies, say she did because it wasn't a problem because it was pre-code and the movie then, and then they change all the, the ratings. Like what does that do to the movie then? Does that affect the movie? I think, I think I've read like certain movies have changed the rating. Like as newer ratings have come out, not like today, but like movies from like the thirties. Like, it would be, like, oh, it's, it's, I mean, I, this could be in just other countries that they've, they've changed it, but they're like, oh, okay, so this movie now, we, we're giving it a rating, it's rated R. And then, like, 20 years later, like, uh, you know what, it's, it's like a PG-13 now, because, yes, the times change. But would they have changed it as soon as that amendment changed, if it had her naked? It might not have, they might have said, you're grandfathered in. Okay, because I was going to say, like, I wonder if it would have been as popular. If, because if you, like you say like, it, oh, it's rated R, it's for adults. Like if, I wonder if many people would have gone to see it. Because I bet you people brought their kids. It was just yeah, like, oh, who, who knows movie. Who knows at that point that it would have been like, okay, this is pornography now. And no, I know. I'm just, in my head, I'm trying to think like, what would that, would that have changed the course I of this movie? I think it might have changed the course of this movie because based on what we read about, is it Claire Colbert? I thought it was Claudette. Uh, no, I. That's why I was asking. I couldn't. Oh, remember. oh, I thought. Okay. If it, Claudette, based on yeah. Claudette Colbert's reaction to having to show her legs, saying "I'm a lady that's indecent," I do not believe that this would have gone over as well. Yeah. In during that time. Yeah. I mean, that's just like my like, like if she had that such a strong reaction to that, regardless of of her doing it, mm-hmm. I I. I truly believe that it probably would not have been the hit that it was. Well, that's also, what I'm saying. it like yeah. may have changed like the entire course of the movie, especially when they're just like this is a loose like woman going around. Yeah. Well, there's also like it's. I feel like they. I think it was more shocking that the unmarried woman, like the two people, were unmarried in a room. I really feel like wasn't she technically married though? But no. Yeah. Well, she. 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 Engaged. They got eloped. I thought she, that's why, and then I, he wanted to get annulled. I thought that was the whole beginning of the movie, unless I interpreted it wrong. I, I just two people I were unmarried sleeping in the same hotel room. But the thing is, is that because he put the wall of Jericho up, is that I think that's what made people like kind of charmed by that and charmed by Clark Gable and the fact that it's like the fact that you're alone in a room. That's shocking, but that he's putting up that barrier still, and it's like that's what probably grew his female fan base and seeing something chivalrous and then that. like what is it five or six years later he said a bad word in a movie and everyone was like "Ooh, what it, can, we, the wind. Can, can we not say it on here 
I, I never seen Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, I was, ex- I was thinking. <laughs> oh my god, was, my innocent no, ears. No, I'm, I'm thinking the way you said it. Like you thought he said. I like, thought fuck. you were being serious. I know. I no, thought no, he no, said that, the M word. I that thought that's was, what it was. That but I guess was, people would. I guess why would people back then? No one would care. Today, about, no one would care back then. Today, Clark Gable would have gotten canceled. <laughs> but back then, Sorry. when he said that line, I know a lot of people were very upset. I'm in 2022 mode, so that, that I'm getting confused now. I was very charmed by Clark Gable. I'll be. I'll be quite. And you know what it was like. I feel like the two of them, like they did sometimes. I feel like make him like lower her for him to look like the better, like the like you know the, the man hero. looking better over the woman. But I feel like at the same time, like she got some jabs in two. And for a movie in 1934, who got that's progress. I who feel got like. top billing? I believe Clark. I'm pretty Gable. sure it's Clark, Clark Gable. Clark Gable. But I love that ending because I'm starting to appreciate those endings more now because like it could it just it's just like a, a movie now it's because like you know what now they would just so f- they would show full-on penetration and then end the movie that's well, pretty much no what they but they would but it would be so much more <laughs> it'd be funny but like it's just i don't know maybe like it's, i appreciated the wholesomeness of it it's it, just like but it's also just like yeah the movie's done here like we don't need to know anymore and the ending was great <laughs> it's like you saw they're like well, at first i thought they were making like uh like a they were trying to say without saying it. They were like, they asked for rope and a and a blanket. I was like, are they trying to be like BDSM? Are they trying to be like weird right now? I'm like, so, did they just go into Fifty Shades of Grey? Territory? I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, the walls of Jericho. And then you saw it drop, and then you saw the lights go out. I'm like, oh, that's like a that's back then. That's saying a lot without saying a lot. And I'm starting to like we. I feel like we talked about this just before. Literally, say, with horror movies, like saying less is more sometimes. Literally, mm-hmm. I watch North by Northwest. You will. Just on how... I thought you hate that movie. I don't care for it, mm. but just that ending on how blatant Hitchcock was. Is that an R250? It probably yeah, it, it is. No, it is. If you need to watch North by Northwest, just that that ending is... I was, I've, I've that I've seen. on how, that, ending on I've how seen. that got that got past the, the censors. Because everything is always Well, censored. if you think about it, like, think about back then. Like, they probably weren't even... Oh, no, no. They, Hitchcock knew exactly no, what he was Hitchcock doing. No, Hitchcock knew what he's doing. But like, do the pe- do the people? I mean, he could have lied and did something like he could have um, added a scene or something like in in Scream when Wes Craven wanted uh, the Drew Barrymore scene in where you physically see him stabbing her. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, you can't do that. And he goes, "That's the only shot we got, and we don't have any more money to film it." And they were like, "Oh, okay, you can use it then." Or they, and he's I, like, "I completely lied." But back but, then, I can see them being, "Well, what does that mean?" And he just being like, "Oh, it means blah 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 blah," and not just saying a totally different thing. People, I feel like people were not catching on back then as quickly as they would now. And also, this is his only Oscar, Clark Gable. I found that out. Yes. I was shocked by that. Well, he lost for Gone with the Wind. No, I know, but like I, I, I was surprised. I was just surprised. This is his like. Well, they said a lo- only one. They basically said that Clark Gable was a box office king, but that didn't necessarily translate to a critical darling. They said a lot of his films after the World War II. Didn't do well critically, but they just made a lot of money. So that's why they're like, he's a box office king, but he's not like technically. Like Adam Sandler. I was going to say yeah. today. He's like Adam Sandler. He, he, I was going to say, t- that happens today. Almost for Uncut Gems, but not. You still no. haven't watched that movie. You can't comment on it. What did I read today? The about? Rock. I mean, not The, the Rock. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. The, the I read something today about, uh, they said some. T- oh. Marvel. You know, like like super like some superhero movies, like they do so well, but no one wants to like recognize certain things. Yeah. But I'm starting to realize. I should probably watch more Frank Capra movies. I am really. I, okay, I, the there's, two only, we've seen. there's only like one or two other big movies he did, and then they kind of just. What happened? Well, that other movie that Claudette Coburn did with him, I was apparently horrible. It's a Wonderful it? Life. He did. 
He did a wonderful. He did. It's he wonderful did. life. Oh, okay. Oh my God, I don't want to watch that. So maybe I will. I, I've I've heard people. It's it, not a Christmas movie. I'm just telling you that I do no, not consider it a Christmas. I've movie. I've heard so many mixed things from people. Like people even love it that I've known. I've heard well, the from, people or who talk hate, or it, hate it hate Jimmy Stewart. So if you hate Jimmy Stewart, you're not gonna like. Oh, I don't. What is it? I mean, he's indifferent. Not one me. way or the I'll, other. It's like he can do bad and good. I love Rear Window, so he's excellent. In that. I didn't like Vertigo, but I, I don't think like it Vertigo was. I don't think it was for Jimmy Stewart, but. Um, yeah, I'm starting to realize, and I like just, I feel like Frank Capra was a very modern director now that I'm really, cause I was reading, he was like, he, instead of just having static shots, they had a lot of like crane movements because the movie was always on the, like the go and stuff like that. I'm like, that's just smart. And like, I feel like no one is willing to push that. And I, I was like, yeah, I think they did well, especially when they were filming the like Greyhound and the bus mm-hmm. and train moments, like they were actually moving the camera or they were doing something that you know showed that like yeah. the movement was happening and i was like i was like that's pretty that's pretty good like it's not just like this is clearly a set it's not real well, that also <laughs> adds to i feel like the charm of it like the scene on the bus where they start singing and stuff like if they would just have one shot that would have been so boring but mm-hmm. i feel like because they switched it up and all, and all that stuff it's like you, you feel more involved in i the just want to know what that bus driver was doing when he clapped <laughs> his hands and all of a sudden they had like <laughs> flown into a river that's that's those that see that's why if it's a good movie I get over that stuff I I hate I was that like, kind of like that, 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 <laughs> and then like, like he, he just like collapsed oh my god I think Mr Smith I think Frank Capra like Mr Smith goes to Washington when the one guy's like ran over a, a bus of kids oh my god. no that <laughs> was like, murdered them <laughs> that was very different because <laughs> it's like uh, oh okay because I was just like oh my gosh <laughs> that was more shocking than the bus just hitting some mud that and then also like. Claudette, uh, Claudette Colbert was on the floor. I was like, what? <laughs> they literally just like went over a little bump. I was like, I, I that happens all the time nowadays. Me, I did that probably going to work today. I probably ran off the side of the road, but That's I was true. But you didn't hit children. No, no, I did not hit children. No, <laughs> did you hit mud? No. So obviously you're not a Frank Capra cliche. There was something I wanted to talk about. And I uh, can't maybe remember. Frank Capra just doesn't understand the mechanics of. Maybe he just never understood the mechanics of like automobile transportation. He never, he never drove. <laughs> Did he have <laughs> his license? That's what I'm saying. Maybe he never drove. Maybe he doesn't, because all these like scenarios that have showed up in the last two movies have been very shocking to say the least. So I'm assuming that the. Okay, his, his third big movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Is that what you're getting at? Everything yes, else wasn't that big. And You Can't Take It With You was a big movie. That was him. the one before both of these, right? No, this was after. So it's this, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, You Can't Take It With Me, It's a Wonderful Life. It Happened One Night, You Can't Take It With You, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, It Happened One Night. You named It Happened One Night twice. Interesting. So I'm assuming the last one is Wonderful Life. Yes, the last okay. one. That was 1946. Okay. Wow. You know what? Also, one of the things when I was looking up this movie that made me like kind of wary was the runtime. I think this is probably the longest, oldest black and white, the longest black and white movie that we've watched so far. Am I correct in that? In this series? Yes, or? in this oh, series. Okay. I'm like, I've, I've seen. I thought Yo Jimbo was longer. Wait, I'm going to look no. it up right now. I don't know. I think Yo Hour Jimbo. 50 is Yo Jimbo. Happen one night is an hour and 45. Two hours and nine minutes. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Wow, but I guess I enjoyed it so much that I didn't um, feel it. Did we? Oh, and then Path to Glory, I think, was like a half an hour and a half. Well, an hour and 28 minutes. Well, but to you know, be honest, the movies outside of this, silent films that I've seen that have been like four hours, I usually watch at like double speed. So I get it done in two hours and I just pause it when I need to read the little captions and then I play it again. But yeah, yeah like I honestly, I was very 
I when it comes to the black and white movies, I know that you just named it, and like actually a lot of them were a little longer. It always makes me wary mm-hmm. because I know that there's also a lot of like random non-necessary stuff sometimes in a lot of these black and white movies or just parts of it that I'm just like, yeah. we did not need all this. Like this is when editing comes into play. Yeah. But I was happy to find that this wasn't the case with this movie. I was like, that pacing was really well. I wasn't like shocked by like, where the fuck are they? I was like, okay, here's the next day. Here's the night. Here's no, the day. Yeah. Here's the, the night. Pacing there was we go. Good. The one thing I had, like the one like little critique, like nitpicky one was like, it, but I have all romantic comedies is when it gets like a little soap opera towards the end where they have to have that conflict. Yeah. And I'm like, I enjoyed like the fun part of a romantic comedy, like the kind of this, like the zaniness of it. I definitely enjoyed the first and second acts more than yeah. the third act. So that's why I was like, oh, we're, we've hit the, We've hit I, the, it wasn't a trope for them, but like, separate. yeah, it wasn't a trope for them, but we've hit that point of where it's like, we need to separate them and we need to have conflicts so they can come back together. And I was like, even though it still was good, I was just like, this is always my least favorite part in a romantic comedy. And I was like, eh, okay. I was having so much fun on the bus and all that. It was. It was, the, the entire journey was very enjoyable. It was. I, I was pleasantly surprised. So far, all these, all these older movies um, I've been enjoying. When she got her um, suitcase stolen, all I could think of, this has nothing to do with anything. This is just, um, <laughs> was it, is it Days of Thunder with um, Nicole Kidman and spoon. uh, spoons and her spoons? When she's like, my spoons. <laughs> I don't. Is it Days of Thunder? I don't know if it's Days of Thunder. Is that a movie? Yes. yes. Oh. oh, so it's like Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, and they play Irish immigrants from Ireland. Mm-hmm. And she comes. And as soon as she comes. It is not Days of Thunder because that's about. A hot shot stock car driver. My bad. I, I I don't know why I thought it was Days of Thunder. Basically, what happens within the first five minutes of the movie is she arrives, she's aristocratic, but someone runs into her and she drops all her silver spoons. And she's just, and literally this entire crowd of people just jump on all these spoons <laughs> and start taking them. And she's just there screaming in an Irish accent, my spoon, I can't do it. My spoons, my spoons. They're taking all my spoons. <laughs> Far and away. Far and away. Far and away. Okay. So sorry, I don't know why. They did something else, I don't know. But yeah, Eyes whatever. wide shut. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, I was like. No, no, I know no. you're not getting confused with eyes wide shut. I know shut. it's not eyes yeah. wide shut. But she's just like, my spoons, spoons. Oh my God, my spoons. And then she's like fucking poor the rest of the movie. I also loved in this movie how when they were pretending to be like a couple like screaming at each other, she literally like had... They like ruffled her hair and oh, then they like, made her look like shit. And then in two <laughs> seconds, they like were about to walk out the door and she turns around. And she's like, her th- her hair is just perfectly. You know in place what? Again. You know what? That's 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 movie magic. It that's is. Like, that is the 1930s. I actually had to go no, back. I was not, like, that's not even 1930s movie magic. It's movie magic now. It's like, oh, you just got chased by a serial killer and you just ran for maybe like 10 minutes straight, 20 minutes straight, and yet your makeup's still perfect and your hair looks great. You know the opposite. Halloween kills Kyle Richards. She got attacked by. We didn't see anything. We got, she got tracked <laughs> by a forest and nothing to show that she was not shown. She was just like, hi guys, I'm normal. I've been attacked. Yeah, that definitely was a deleted scene. But I feel like there was a horror movie that we watched and we were like, where's, she has no blood on her. And it makes no sense how she got out of this I've unscathed. I've seen too many horror films so that's why I have no idea. That's why I'm just like, that's not just like 1934 movie magic. That's just movie magic in general. You know what I loved about this movie too? They didn't have a lot of like, Fade to Black, which I hate in older movies, it was like kind of like a Star Wars sweep. And I was like, oh, I like this. This is this is a good, instead of like cuts. And I was like, that I enjoy. But I was like, I, I, I don't know why the, those I mean, Fade to have, Blacks bother me. They and did have some Fade to Blacks, but the thing it wasn't is, a lot. But And the pacing was just like, okay, yeah, the, the scene's over. That's good. I yeah. like when they fade because you can, there's like a split second where you can see the film 
on top of another piece of film. Oh, the and cut? they're fading, and you see like two pictures, and you can tell when they're about to. Did cut. you see the the jump cut? Like they like you obviously know they were like they missed the part they wanted to cut where um where he went to go get undressed and like she ran to the other side of the blanket. Like you see it happen. I don't know if you noticed it. You see it happening, and all of a sudden, like it goes back to where it was, and she runs again. I'm like, they definitely missed. The cut they were now trying to go. Now that's a special type of cut. Is the version that you watch from the Criterion Collection? No, mine was on iTunes. Okay, so yeah, the one I watched was the Criterion Collection. So I don't think I saw what you guys saw. Oh, I guess that's true. They might have like because it's been it. remastered. Yeah, and they said that they like fixed all the tears and everything yeah. like that. So that's why I was just like, I have a, no idea what you guys are. Mine was about. a 4K restoration, so possibly they might have taken that stuff mine's, out. Though. Mine specifically was from the Criterion. It said Criterion. Yes. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, I, they, now that I'm thinking they probably could, in other versions, taking it out. But, yeah, I because I, I remember, what was it? What, we watched A Miracle on 34th Street. I feel like every five seconds they were fading to black. And I was like, this one, <laughs> this one was just like. Everybody's blacking <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't keep my eyes open. What? Honestly. I just thought that was, uh, it was, this movie is so refreshing. I, like, I would actually like go back and just like watch this for fun, this movie. So, let's move on. Anything else before we move on? Nope. Before we finish our back end of the podcast? There's some controversy. Okay. Okay. It might have passed the Blackdale test. It might not have. I've had multiple reports saying it did, and then they're like, "No, no, no." Where were didn't. two women that were? S- oh, wait. Well, the hotel woman, and that was about a man, though. That uh, the, no, it was about where no. was Clark Gable. No, yeah, and she was like, "No money, get out." You yeah. get. Yeah, but doesn't so, that? But it was still about a man, though, wasn't no, it? No, but she's talking about money. So no, oh. they said it hurt. They said she wasn't named. But technically, mm. her name was Ma. They, she does have a name. The other one that they said could have been it is the maid because she does have a name. But they say Mister Whoever So and So is downstairs for you. The so maid, the oh, servant. Oh, oh when, from in okay. When she's Ellie's back one. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I was like the. Maid. So so I I I will give. I think this does pass the Bechdel test, but some people don't. So there's some controversy. Oh, did I? Add, I know we said we liked this better than Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Did you? Did you say you liked it better or no? I don't know. I think they're about the same for me. Okay, I, I don't remember your answer. Win, lose. <laughs> so win, lose, drink. You had blue, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So the rules. I'm gonna give. That was so loud. Um, <laughs> the rules are this. I'm going to give you three questions. Each have multiple choice. Once I say go, whoever's first to buzz in gets the answer. The loser has to. I feel like we should. We don't, I feel like what? What's what? We should do like a fun, like punishment if you lose. Jump out the second floor window. Okay, so okay. the loser jumps out the window. Um. Okay. Number one. Oh, um. Buzz. Not right in front of the mic, please. <laughs> so that's Jimmy Kelly. Okay, so number one, which city did the road trip to New York start in? A, Jacksonville, B, Miami, C, Philly, go. Jimmy. Miami. Correct. Damn it, I was going to say Jacksonville. That was the second um, place. Who goes to Jacksonville? That was the second place they, they went to. They were in Jacksonville, that's yeah, why I put it. Yeah, she's, but she got money. She's staying in Miami. She jumped no, off a boat. No, she got her shit, like, She jumped stolen. off a boat. She got her shit stolen. Okay. In Jacksonville. I didn't say. Guys, we're going to get so many haters from Jacksonville. We're not talking about why or what, like what her preference (laughs) for going there. She had no other choice. (laughs) It wasn't like she's like, (laughs) she lost her bag of spoons. (laughs) Number two, when did Peter and Ellie first kiss? A, at the end of the movie. B, when Ellie confessed her love for Peter. Or C, they never kissed. Go. Jimmy. They never kissed. Correct. That's why I was actually surprised. I'm like, are they going to? 
kiss at this movie? I was like, I was like, that's so not usual for like romantic you comedy. Saw man nipples and no kisses. Exactly. <laughs> man nipples, <laughs> no kisses. And finally, number three. I already well, lost. <laughs> you can what, jump out the window. My legs are broken. <laughs> Which Looney Tune characters were not? No. What Looney Tune character was not inspired by this movie? A. Bugs Bunny. B. Daffy Duck. C. Yosemite Sam. Go. Daffy Duck. Yes, correct. Sorry, you still have to jump out the window. Uh, <laughs> Let's do MVP, LVP, and then we'll do ratings. Let's start with MVP, most valuable player. Jimmy, what's your most valuable player? Clark Gable. Kelly, what's your most valuable player? Clark Gable. I'm going to go the two of them together. I'm going to do the chemistry. Two, the chemistry between the two of them, yes. Uh, Jimmy, what is your least valuable player, your LVP? Um, please don't steal mine. I don't know. The- you have something in your mind to say it. I don't... You have to... I can tell you have something that you want to say, but you don't want to say it for some reason. The runtime. Okay. Was that what you were trying not to say? What I, okay. Why? Yeah. Who cares? I don't know. But the way You saw it, though, I right? I was trying to think of something <laughs> fancy word to say. Okay, Kelly. Uh, What's that guy? Oscar Shapley or just Sharpley? King? No. The guy who was hitting on her on the oh, bus. Oh, that guy. Okay, yes. And then was like, <laughs> I found out that she's worth $10,000. My guy was the guy she left at the altar. Her... Almost husband. He was way too old. The famous old. aviator? Is he like in real life a famous aviator? Or is he in the movie? In the movie. He is, he's, he's a very famous... He's, he's known for being an uh, aviator. Oh my goodness. Really? Wesley. Yes. Oh, I... Remember he like flies down like the helicopter? Yeah, but thing? I don't remember them saying he was a famous aviator. Yes. I oh. thought he was in a play. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was an actor. So Jimmy, it's now time for... Uh, I will I'm give... nowhere near ready for this. Okay. okay, I'm ready. I will give this a 8.5. Kelly? I will give it a 9. And I'm going to give it a 7. I was going to give it a 9, but I thought you were yelling at me it was too high. That's an 8.2. Oh, that's so close. So close, but no but cigar. No cigar, so exactly. Um, the, rating, the, rating? the rating was 8.0. We like it oh, better. Oh, I made it a little too high. My bad. Uh, I thought you guys were going to yell at me. I feel like lately you've been yelling at me my very high rating. Well, that's so because, like, because you're like, I hate this movie. You're like, I hate you're this like, movie. I didn't like it's this. I didn't movie. like No, this. but I said I loved Amadeus and I gave it a nine. You guys were shocked. Was I? I thought yeah. it was Usual Suspects. No, because... You, no, yes, you, it was Usual Suspects. Yeah, no, because you give a bunch of criticisms and then for some reason you give it a way above average like uh, rating. You're like, this movie, I would never watch it again. It is horrible. Nine. Nine. That's not true. You're exaggerating. You do that so much. You're exaggerating. And that's like also the, why we make you go first. So you don't, you know. Yeah, because before, okay, guys. So for context, whoever's listening, if you didn't watch our earlier pod, podcast, like our first couple episodes, Matt would wait until me and Jimmy went and then he would like do a happy medium between what we chose. So he like, I don't know why. So, so sometimes it helps at. me decide. So that's why we always make Matt go first. But yeah. No, because you gave the usual suspects suspects a pretty high rating. I feel I like. gave it a seven. Yeah, why'd you give it a seven? That's above average. Because I didn't want to turn it off, but it wasn't great. But I didn't want to turn it off. But are you ever gonna watch it again? I don't go based on that sometimes. But you enjoyed but it. But if I enjoyed, that some- would be three and a half stars. Do you believe in that's a three and a half star movie? You're, well, you're well, no, three no. points away from a perfect 10. But then I would say, yeah, but then but after, it, if you listen to the episode, I said then 6.5. That's after me and Jimmy went. But then I, they would bring it down to a three stars. So then that would be more appropriate probably. I don't even think it's a three star movie. I give it like two and a half. That's what I gave it because we're cool. <laughs> Sorry. 
But yeah, okay. Well, that's why I was gonna say I was like, "Ooh, I want to give it a nine, but I'm like, they'll yell at me, and I'm not in the mood to be yelled at." We today. just said that we like this movie. I know, but I, I'm a day. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that you are at a seven with it. In all honesty, because you said Mr. Smith goes to Washington. This we're on the same, and I think you gave Mr. Smith a high rating. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to think. I think this maybe Mr. Smith goes to Washington a little bit more. I liked, but they're about the same. Was it because it did fall into romantic comedy tropes towards the end in the forced separation versus like yeah. Mr. Smith goes to Washington where literally, and I, I think this, this is me speaking at my ass, but like the female character was so progressive and enjoyable mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm still waiting for the day we recreate what room did for us and we get a perfect 10 out of 10, but room. Room gave us a I yeah. Know. Room, we had a perfect ten out of ten. I don't think the next movie is going to do that. You don't know that, Jimmy. Did we say the clues? Did we repeat we the clues? It. Yeah, for, we, for for this movie. Yeah, did we say what those were again? No, they were. I think we should recap the clues okay. and then give the new clues. Well, That's what we should do, do for Jimmy's movies. Black and white, you know, old movie, black and white. We've Are you just it. making these up again? No, this is this movie. Did you, you say black out? Did you say black, black and, and white? white? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, same. We this is the second di- time we've seen a movie from this director, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Okay, and here it happens one night. And legs. Okay, so now when you do the yeah. new one, I need a one word one. So oh. please share your three blues clues with us. This one's hard because I don't know much about this. I've never seen it. So based on what you know about it, what would you say? Um, I'm gonna say, um. Animated in a different language. Are those two separate ones or no, one together? this one. Okay. A, a diff- a foreign film, animated film. Okay. I'm going to say in the U.S. dub, it stars sisters. Mm-hmm. Come on, give us that last crazy <sighs> one. Fluffy thing. Okay, fair enough. Okay. I was going to say, I'm not going to say it. No, yeah, I was going to say something. I was going to be like, you can say this, but that might give it away. Yeah. So we will see you. For that movie, if you could guess that, I feel like I feel like people probably could. I feel like you did, did a decent job. Well, it also depends on if you know who the English actors who dubbed the movie are. Well, well that, that you should have clarified because you said Star Sisters, but you didn't clarify the dub. I, I thought I did say the. the, you did, the no, dub. he didn't. I did oh, okay. He said dub. Then yeah, it, it, it could work. Honestly, you could. I feel like if people know Fluffy the movie, was actually a really good one. Yeah, if people know the movie, I think. They can now understand what movie we're doing next. But we will see you next week. This was number 241. It happened one night. We'll see you for number... I don't remember what it was. So see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Review. Click around www.poporreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page. Patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.